such a tremendous looking trophy. Welcome to number one PlayStation podcast in the Oceanias. My name's Don Blight. Joining me, as always, Ashley Hobley. Hey, Dylan. Excited to be here. Just the two of us, like usual. Like usual. Damn right. Oh, whoa. What's going on? It's a creeping monster. I don't know. Uh, Kira Marchanti. <laughs> Hello, every- this Wait, this is an arcade couch. You told me we were recording arcade couch. It's, it feels like 2017. <laughs> <laughs> Flash stole your job. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, those so, are the days. I think I was those talking about this recently where I was like, was that to, to you, Ash? Or whatever. Probably. I was talking about, yeah, because I think I was like talking about, like, it actually, the, the Kyrian period of Platinum Explosion, Kyrian I think it was because we were talking about episode 150 or whatever. Yeah, I was like, it's funny because. For, if anyone started listening after episode whatever, Kieran doesn't exist. <laughs> I just don't exist to you. I just do not exist at all. None. It's so funny. Because I was like, in, the, in the scheme of things, there was that Kieran was the main co-host, right? And then yeah. this is so long ago that that, by the way, to put it into perspective for you, Kieran, that was so long ago that is before early late nights, that is before Overwatch addiction, that's before any of this. Yeah, no, that's 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 a that's a very long. Like, I always, th- I always, there's like, I always get confused with like maybe the last two years of Explosion Network have like kind of smushed themselves together to me because of in my head my timeline is pre Overwatch addiction and post Overwatch addiction. <laughs> there's 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 two very solid time spans there. So I think that's how it is for all of pre Overwatch Network as well. So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very different times. Mm. Um, anyway, in the trophy cabinet this week, <laughs> we got a bronze trophy for God of War Easter Egg, silver trophy for, for Yumi Yang getting a promotion, gold trophy for Last of Us getting a HBO series, and we hit a platinum. Ghost of Tsushima gets a release date. But first, we're going to talk to Kieran about Days Gone because he's big for some reason, and I find it quite interesting. And I, I like it. Like, it makes me happy. But I do find it quite interesting that one of the first games that you, like, play when you're, like, start of the year or end of last year, whenever you started playing, I can't remember, um, where you're like, oh, I'm going to start, like, catching up on games and all these things. One of the first ones you dive into is a game that got mostly mediocre reviews. Yeah, I know, But then right? you came out the other side and you're like, I really like this game. Like, I like it a lot. And it made me happy because I, I've, even though I gave it a six or whatever, like, I still had, like, I got quite a lot of love for it. You know, it's one of those things I look at and I'm like, you have problems? But boy, do I love you past, like, I can look past those and see the, the gold in here type situation. So what is it about Days Gone that you think uh, makes you like it so much? And do do any of, the, like, the main criticisms that you've heard people say, are you like, yeah, that doesn't matter, or it's probably been patched since then, you think, or whatever? I think a lot of the, I think the game's still buggy. There's still occasions where things happen, but the, the they don't actually happen on the screen. Like, the sound cue happens for them. Um, I still think it's very valid in some of its criticism it had with stuff like uh, quest giving is a little bit off where if because with any open world game a lot of the quest giving is done by messaging you over the comms and stuff like that. Come and, back but to some, base, Deke. I got a job for you. Yeah, where you've just left the base or yep. uh, they've like you know obviously they've designed it for you to have one voice option, go away, do some missions, and then get another voice thing. But there was many times because of just how much fun I was having and I was clearing the game as I went that I just have multiple times where I'd get the first voice cue and I'd get the second voice cue and Deacon would say something like, 
hey, why the, why the hell did it take you so long to get back to me? And I was like, that was just a second ago. You should really be nicer, <laughs> yeah. man. Be be more be more sociable. But no, um, it was really weird because Days Gone was always on my radar. It would always it was like that game that. I was interested in when it came out last year, then it had mediocre reviews, and then I fell off the bandwagon and went and played Overwatch. And when I came back, it was one of the things I was like, all right, I'm going to wait till Days Gone goes on sale on the PS Store, and I'm gonna, I'll am gonna i pick it up then. And I remember I picked it up, and I went, I've got some other things I want to finish first. I will put you aside. And I think there was one day I just wanted to break from everything, and then I went, screw it. I was just going to start Days Gone. And since that moment, I literally was hooked to playing that game i think it was so much fun um i love the idea and i'd always love the idea of having this motorcycle that you just upgrade and use throughout the entire game even the monotonous parts of you know fuel and stuff like that which you would think could be an annoying part of that game is making sure it that sounds you, annoying but it's not really it's it's not annoying because you would just have your the way you think about missions would just like kind of change where you'd be like okay on my way up to here i know there's a couple gas cans i can pick up here or this gas station i can stop at i'll just do that while i'm out and and it, it just kind of the overall game just kind of spanned that way and the crazy bit for me is the fact that there is more than what a single game's worth of content in this game like it deserves like the amount of content you get out of when you play up to maybe the 50%, 60% mark, that would be where most developers would stop making their game. They'd be like, yep, that's the game. That'd be the game. Yeah. And the- In my review, I described it as three seasons of a TV show. Yeah, very much so. And there's very <laughs> three very distinct moments throughout the game where it changes and the cast of characters around you changes and it alters the storyline a lot. You have the one overarching storyline the entire time, but it changes how Deke is interacting with the world changes the world itself around you and i just think it's it's really interesting like the place the place where days gone wins and solely gets you enthralled is its characters and its narrative the fact that this game had me going um and taking time out of doing the epic horde hunts or the the uh, taking out bandit camps all that stuff to go drive up to the other end of the map to visit a gravestone where all I knew was it wasn't going to be a full mission. It was just going to be Deke stood there talking to himself for a couple minutes. The fact that I was doing that and I enjoyed doing those moments, it just made me fall in love with the game and I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I really hope, and I, I from everything they set up in it, that, that hopefully a Days 2 Gone 2 comes out. and <laughs> Days 2 Gone. <laughs> days 2 Gone? That that would be such... Called it already, everybody. You've just heard the title of Bend Studios' mm. next game. Uh, is days too gone um but i think it's fantastic there's like there's there's it caused me so many emotions throughout it both the 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 heart stroke the heart you know pulling strings moments where i just wanted to yell out or where i did yell out at people and get angry at characters and just all those, those moments of you know there's nothing like accidentally shooting a gun or accidentally making something explode while you're fighting something and then out of nowhere you see a horde climbing over a building towards you there's there's like like either and you realize you've parked your bike in the wrong place and now you're running around in circles trying to get back to your bike and you're trying to hopefully you can get onto your bike turn around before the horde catches up to you um i think there's so much in the world that it doesn't feel like 
like in open world games, you get the feeling so often where side quests, especially when they can be repetitive, like there are your four or five different types of side quests in the game of the more maps, areas of the map you can go to and do things on. Um, and in open world games, and I'm very much a sucker for, I'll start doing those and they'll burn me out in the whole game and then I won't want to play anymore because I'll have burnt out way too quickly doing that. This game, it didn't feel like that because I was enjoying the game. I was enjoying what I was getting out of it. Um, the characters really kind of brought me further into that. Um, and overall, I just have, was having fun. Like the... I think they have fixed so much of the game already. Like, they fixed... I can't understand... Like, even the bugs I was getting that were very small and minute and just happening here and there, I couldn't have... Like, I'm glad that I didn't play this game on launch where there was all this bugs, because I might have missed it. Like, I might have missed a fantastic experience. And and if it's on your maybe list... And I think, for me, it was it was start of the year where I was like, I've got, I've got time to play through an open-world game right now. Like, I have the time to... I don't have anything else on the horizon just yet until the end of March. I, I can I can play an open-world game. And I expected it to take... I started this at the end of January, maybe, and I was finished a couple weeks later. I was expecting it for me to take a much longer time period with it because I was expecting to take a break to go do something else or just... But no, it was literally any possible time I could play games. I was playing Days Gone. I was, I was trying to get upgrades. I was trying to complete something on the map. And even after finishing it, there's plenty for me to do in that game. It, for, it'll be something that I go back to if I need, if I've got a couple hours where I'm just don't have anything else to do, I'll go back and do hordes in that game because it's a really fun experience. And if you've got it sat there and you've still got another couple of weeks, so you pick up something like Final Fantasy, jump back into it and play it. It's a fantastic game. It definitely deserves more attention. Yeah, it's it's kind of a sad story that the I I think that it. Ha- had to release when it did in the state it did because by by the time you reach the the credits in that game i i was like well attached to nearly all of the characters yeah um on a level compared to and I, this is like blasphemous i'm sure but like i enjoyed the story in that game and the characters as much as i enjoyed the story and characters in the last of us i would say i would agree i would 100 percent agree with that because they, they the gameplay wasn't like, as good and it wasn't as refined and it wasn't as polished as a game. Blah. I, I'm just saying, like character story wise, Deacon um, as a character, but like starts fucking boring. But I think that's kind of the point. You're like, oh, this guy biker dude. But by the time you get to the dude. end of the game, Edgy, you know, the rest of the yeah. characters you meet along the way, which I can't say them all because potentially spoilers. spoilers. Uh, by the time you get to the end of the game, I'm like, there. I had a, I had a couple close ones that I was like, this is my crew. <laughs> yeah these are like even like at the end of the game where you can go back to areas and see your like your people your friends sitting there just chilling out it just felt really nice that it was like oh this is you know even though the world's still fucked and there's still zombies everywhere you guys are you guys are doing all right this is this is great and it's um and, and even if you don't like horror games ashley hobley um even if you don't like horror games, and I, I think I was quoted on Arcade Couch where I said when I started this game that I wouldn't play at nighttime in the game. I would um, like go to a safe house and sleep and make it daytime again. That quickly finished, and then I would just be riding for like multiple days and nights at a time before going back to a base because it just happens. You start getting more comfortable, and you get more weapons, and you got more outs, and your bike's stronger, and it's you got like nitro boost and... You know, like and all you've this got other an stuff. Understanding. So, like yeah. you understand what's going on in the game. You understand 
how to get away from stuff. Yeah. Whereas um, when you start the game, you see one or two zombies. You're like, holy fuck. <laughs> freakers, sorry. <laughs> not zombies. Freakers. freakers yep, freakers. And, and you know, it's um, it makes, as I've said, uh, you'll hear me say, like, it, it makes playing other games very weird after playing um, against hordes of zombies at once. <laughs> All these single zombies coming at me. It's this. You will, yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty much the, yeah. Pr- yeah. Well, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mine's <laughs> headed not to play, I guess. <laughs> wow. Alright, let's get into some news this week. So, the first big thing that kind of happened was a shake-up at Santa Monica Studio. GameIndustry.biz writes, God of War Studio Net's new lead after Shannon Studstill departs from for Stadia. Sony has appointed PlayStation veteran Yumi Yang as the new head of its Santa Monica studio. IGN has confirmed Yang's appointment to the position which she is taking on after 19 years of collective experience across multiple roles with PlayStation, most recently as Santa Monica's director of product uh, development. Yang's appointment comes following the departure of former studio head Shannon Studstill, who joined Google Stadia's team to lead its just-announced Player Vista development studio. Um, so I was like, honestly, I've known about Shannon Studstill for quite some time because she's been around a while and her name would constantly kind of come up and I've heard her on podcasts and whatever else. Yumi Yang, I'd never heard of until we watched the God of War. God of War documentary, Raising Kratos. Raising Kratos last year. I'd never heard of her before then, right? So I, I, I had to look her up to make sure to get my facts here. So I got up in her credit list. She's been around for a long time, like, uh, PlayStation wise, Gran Turismo 4 assistant producer, got original God of War so, so, associate producer, Warhawk, God of War 2 associate producer, God of War Collection, God of War 3, Unfinished Swan, PlayStation Battle Styles, Battle Royals, God of War Ascension, and of course, uh, she was the director of product development on the, the big God of War. So she's been in the PlayStation home for, yeah, as I say, nearly 20 years now. So uh, that's quite good, and I'm uh, I'm also glad that they didn't like because they very much show in that Raising Kratos documentary, which if you haven't watched, me and Ash quite like, and we obviously talked about that when it dropped. It's free; you can go watch it for free, and I would suggest everyone goes and watch it because it's a good eye in the video game development thing that you know well, and you yeah. don't usually get to see. Um, and I still would say that they are quite open with that documentary more so than I thought they actually would have been. Like, they show them getting stressed and angry with one another a little bit more so than I thought they were considering mm. it's produced by Sony and PlayStation themselves. Um, but yes, yeah, so, so Yumi Yang's shown a lot in that. So you have, like, this trio of her, Shannon, and um, Corey Barlog, of course, like, kind of spending a lot of time working together. Never heard of him. No. <laughs> <Never> <laughs> heard of um, so I'm glad that when Shannon left, that they weren't like, oh, let's bring in someone else to replace. And like pull let's the roll up. Get, yeah, let's get somebody from somewhere else. Yeah, they were like, no, no, no. You've done the work. You've been here. Time to step up. You can now. Uh, but I, I wouldn't have thought they'd do that. I think Sony has proven, especially recently, like they like to uh, uh, promote people from within. Loyalty. Obviously, the most recent Herman Holst is now yeah president of uh, Sony, and then Worldwide. I'm pretty sure people who took over Gorilla were also. People who'd been a gorilla for a long time, so yeah. So they like to. Oh, yeah, it's just yeah. Promote and even so. with Naughty Dog, like Bruce and Neil came up through that company, so it it, it, it just makes sense. 
It's amazing with her back catalogue of games she's worked on, there's all these God of Wars, and then in the middle of it is Unfinished Swan. Like, just kind of to show, like, her potential range. I don't know what production consultant. No, I think it was just because they made it. I think the Unfinished Swan team was based out of Santa Monica, from memory, out of that studio. Because they were doing a bunch of, like, second party or third party projects out of that same studio at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that was more. They're trying to be that hybrid thing, yeah. Yeah. Like, at first. Guess it'd be like. Well, she was a producer on Twisted Metal Head On. There you go. Most of it's associate producer. Got a war collection, she was prop producer. Yeah. Then her last couple of projects, she was more like technical sides and stuff. And then, of course, director of stuff for the. Re- the I say remake, the reboot of God of War, whatever. Uh, yeah, that's cool news. Uh. I don't <laughs> Shannon leaving to go join Stadia with I mean, the part where the I was move like, was very surprising. It's like, <laughs> <I'm> like, mm. <laughs> like <yeah>, really? <laughs> there's, I mean, there's still random moments of Stadia being popped up or mentioning in news, and I'm like, oh, that's still that's still go going, eh? Oh, yeah, okay. I mean, it had well, a horrible to launch. Be fair, <laughs> to be fair, obviously, we're not the market to be discussing Stadia very much because it's not here. <laughs> it's not. And even it's here. not going to work here. Um, but. Yeah, nothing I've seen. They, I don't know if you saw the tweet the other day that they put out. That was hilarious. Um, name, spell your name with games, and they because they don't have any in their library that starts with I. They just put a shrug <laughs> emoji. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's like the biggest cell I mean, phone. <laughs> I mean, is, if that was the most prominent piece of content I've seen from Stadia in the last last month, that's a bit concerning. Yeah, well, I mean, other than this news, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give him one thing. As much as I think it's, I, I at the moment, if Shannon came up, I was like, Dylan, you do, you've done over 150 episodes of this PlayStation podcast. Was it a good idea for me to leave and go join Google Stadia on new, uh, new development team? I would say, Shannon, no, no, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> in my, in my personal opinion, no, I don't think that was a good idea. However, <laughs> you go for gold, and Google is also obviously throwing money at a lot of people to come over there because they are starting yep. all these teams. They have not produced stuff, so you can't really judge yeah. anything yet. Um, talking about God of War, though, let's talk about this. <laughs> this is worth. I mean, it's not really much to talk about. It's just kind of hilarious. Um, but Lance McDonald, who I bring up on this show quite a lot because he packs into Bloodborne and uh, all the Souls games and whatever PT else and stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah, PT and all that sort of stuff. So I feel like I've talked about him a lot at this stage. But um, he I put this thing on Twitter where he unlocked the God of War camera. Um, so and then he the whole video goes through. Where he kept unlocking it as the fight with the stranger at the the, the start of the games occurring, and then it, which is already cool to see, like he just like it made it like kind of cinematic, and it also made you appreciate the fact that the characters are all fully animated and not just animated in a way only for what they you would see playing the game front on, like it's a full. Yeah. thing like you, you know what i mean like you're not like oh suddenly all behind their legs look stupid or something when they're out of it view doesn't of the look camera janky or, or they yeah, just yeah. haven't bothered rendering the 3d model the yeah. other side of the camera it's like when you look like at that. it's like when you take the camera out of most first person shooters it's just like there <laughs> the is like a pair, of, uh, a pair <laughs> yeah. of arms floating in front of like just nothing in a yeah. couple like and a pair of ankles and a pair of feet just you know just hovering yeah. there it's, it wasn't um, that so i was like that's kind of cool to see but then the funniest part was uh near the end of the fight well at the end of the fight really when you think that kratos has killed this random person and chucked him off the side of a cliff he followed uh the stranger down 
as he falls. And then at some stage, he freezes midair, because, uh, spoilers, shortly after this, you find out he's still alive. Um, but he's frozen there with both fingers, just middle fingering, I guess, <laughs> Kratos within the story, I guess, as he's going down, like, fuck you. Nah. But also, nah. I've, I've liked, I, I think it's... It's meta. It's, it's meta. meta. It's, it's like, it's- whoever found this... Fuck yeah! Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's it's. I I really enjoy when developers do this, where d- developers are self aware enough to be like, eventually somebody's gonna break my game, and somebody's gonna find this, and they get what they deserve when they find it. It's like with um, Nintendo leaving the message for people who were uh, breaking the. I think it was the Super Nintendo, like the minis, where it says like they a piece of code when you go through it says have fun. Like just in it, right. um, it's just those kind of meta nods to things is is always really funny and really enjoyable for developers and shows developers having a good sense of humor about stuff like that instead of you know they could be very opposite about that, very angry that somebody's gone through the hassle of breaking their game and stuff like that. I'm gonna be keen to see what else he finds because I presume that he'll kind of be hoarding some of the potentially bigger Easter eggs and he'll upload that as a video to his YouTube channel. Because um, he uploads some stuff to Twitter usually to help like build people to go over to his YouTube channel, and then he like saves the big video and usually does that. Smart so, business. Yeah, I'm looking forward to him dropping that video to see what else he, he finds. I'm presuming he's just, just going to slowly play through the game again and constantly be on the lookout for things. I mean, they'll take some time and effort, but go for gold. Either way, cool. Um, then the there was two big things of news that dropped during the week. So, obviously, the first one was Ghost of Tsushima got a new trailer release date, and then the Last of Us HBO thing was announced. Um, we'll talk about the Ghost of Tsushima thing first. Um, I do want to note that, although it was weird, both these things dropped on the same day, I don't think they have any relation to one another, and neither party would have known what the other one was doing. Uh, because although The Last of Us is a... Like, people are viewing it as PlayStation news... That was a news drop via HBO. Yep. So, yeah. I, I understand why people are like, it's two PlayStation news drops on the same day. It is. But they, they had no crossover, was, really. Was this, was Ghost of Tsushima's trailer, was this the day that people were thinking, were like kind of theory crafting that it could be the, something to do with PlayStation 5? Oh, that's every day these Something days. to do with <laughs> PlayStation Now or something? There was a day last week where people uh, were... People have been posting no, that. that I've, seen that, all, I've seen that all over uh, Twitter. People are like, man, there's a PlayStation Now advert. I'm like, yeah, that was there like a month ago and a month ago before, and it showed up somewhere else over a week. If I can... Like, these <laughs> ads just keep, keep randomly popping up where I'm like, I ain't, to- like, I ain't touching that with a fucking 10-foot pole, really. Um, but yeah, and then also this where... Um, I, I saw heaps of people on Twitter like, oh, this is weird. Like, why are they announcing both these things? I was like, that's, yeah, I understand where you're coming from, but this is HBO's news and this is PlayStation's news and they don't talk to each other at all. So d- this is no, like, don't don't try and draw out the fact that they're getting these out of the way. Like, the, the, the only PlayStation-related news drop of that day directly from PlayStation was Ghost of Shima. The other one yep. was HBO's news. Um, so let's get into Ghost of Shima. Brand new trailer. Goes for like, what, nearly three minutes? I think it's, it's quite a long one. Definitely mm. feel like the longest one we've got. Um, and along with the trailer, we've got an official release date. June 26th, it's coming out. So it's basically a month after The Last of Us Part 2. Very tight release schedule there, which um, I guess is concerning for some people. 
um, who want to have more time. And I, I mean, it's kind of fair because they have said that The Last of Us Part Two is going to be a much more bigger and open game and p- potentially quite longer and whatever else. So I can I, I can understand if it's like a month, especially if you work a lot or whatever, you know, don't have the time, you feel like you need a lot of time to play it. But I guess that also just tells us that they definitely need to get out all of this stuff prior to, uh, I guess, the second half of the year because of, you know, PS5 and whatever else is going on and all these other games. So I, I think they're kind of just in a ship position where it's like Last of Us got delayed. Who knows if Ghost of Tsushima originally they had a internal uh, release date that was a lot earlier and then they had to push it internally without telling us. We don't know what the hell's been going on, but this is how it's ended up now either way. Um, so the trailer was really cool. What did you think of the trailer, Ash? We see um, our... We, what's his name? Jin. We see Jin. Yep. We see his uncle... We see a lot of characters that we've never seen before. In fact, we see story, <laughs> which we've never really seen <laughs> yeah. before. Every other trailer is basically beautiful shots of him running around, like killing people and like horses running through fields. And it's like, this is pretty and this looks fun, but what the fuck is going on? Whereas this trailer was very much like, get some story up in ya. Are you excited to play as Ash? Yeah, I'm keen for this. I think it was a really good trailer. Um, again, cool story beats. I mean, it looks incredible. I mean, I think they do like 30 seconds, like in the middle, where they just have shots from behind, like almost static shots, like different landscapes and everything of him standing in front of it. But yeah, it looks cool. It it looks, I'm still not 100% sure what the gameplay is going to be. Like you get hints that it's going to be Assassin's Creed-esque. It's going to be. Steering away from the samurai kind of stuff that we saw like in that first battle. Uh, that he's going to play, you know, play dirty because that's how, that's yeah, how I, you need to beat dead Huns. It's it's not going to be a button masher, but it's not going to be Sekiro. You know, it's going to be in the yep. middle where it's it's uh, easy, it's like hard to master, but, it, you know, honestly, think- to compare Batman, you can button mash and kind of get away with it, but if you're not countering on normal above difficulty, mm. you will just die eventually. Like, you got to at least learn to dodge and counter, and I feel like this game would probably be similar to that yeah that or the other one obviously god of war is the more recent like yeah most souls god of war's fighting system was quite hard um and if you try to play that game and hard you just get your ass kicked if you're not don't have the counters and the parries and stuff down so yeah that's yeah yeah so i'm keen Uh, i mean it looks again it looks incredible so it looks like it'll be a lot of fun to play so i'm very keen good trailer june is interesting i don't think there is a lot currently in sitting in june i'd like to put Uh, currently in Big there ass, is Easter Bunny is or something. Yeah. Currently, one other game for PS4. What is it? Oh no, there's Little Town Hero, the port from the Nintendo. That doesn't. That, that's, that's coming. And then there's a fairy tale game, apparently, like from the anime. Yeah. From the anime fairy tale. From the anime. Yep. Get get hot. Yeah, this wins. <laughs> yeah. That's at the moment. There's gonna be more stuff for sure. Probably all the stuff from May is probably gonna get delayed. So. Yeah. <laughs> Iron Man gets delayed more. Uh, Kieran, what did you Please think don't. of the trailer um, of this? Are you keen for this? I'm, I'm, I think I'm more keen now that I've watched it than I was. I was a little bit worried where, because all we'd seen was kind of the cinematic shots of Jin and then also him stealthing into like an enemy camp, I was very worried that it was just going to be lots of stealthing into enemy camps and taking them out and doing that stuff in mm-hmm. that kind of environment. Um, but this trailer, for me, showed the cinematic scale of this game. Like, the overall 
where this story is going to go and where it's going to take us, and and it's going to fill us in on Jin's history and what and the things that led up to Jin becoming the Ghost of Tashima, and we're going to get these epic grand scale battles that we're going to be a part of and see, and and I think it explores a really fascinating point of history. Um, especially for the Japanese culture, um, the culture of you know samurai and that kind of stuff, and how that finished and ended. I think this kind of explores that, maybe not in a perfectly historical way, but in a way that it's going to open up the eyes to more people to research and look into. My um, brother was obsessed with the Mongol invasion when he was in high school, um, mm-hmm. to the point that I, because I had to hear about it so much, we ended up watching a lot of uh movies about it when we was younger so uh, it's an interesting time period That's and cool. and it's definitely and it's also i love the fact that they're already picking up on the trailer with the, the that comment of i've never seen a samurai fight like that before because yeah. it's very well regarded that the honor system of the samurai was what led to their eventual demise um and the downfall of that system um so to see that notified in Ghost of Tsushima and seeing as Jin being that transitional character moving from the old ways into a new form, um, I think is going to be really fun to play with and play around with. And hopefully, and I think we saw more just kind of scale of the game and, and the variety in areas that we're going to get to explore and play in. Um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Now. I've always been excited for this because I would actually say Sucker Punch is probably my favorite PlayStation developer. Mm-hmm. Like if I, I if I had to pick a run of franchises who have always been like trying to hit after hit, as much as like I love Uncharted and Last of Us and that sort of stuff, I would uh, like I would pick Infamous over Uncharted personally and whatever else. So you know, do I, you when you say Sly that do you Cooper? include yeah, boy. Sly Cooper? Do you include Second Son in the Infamous? I I even love thing? Second Son. No, you, you even love Second yeah, Son. That's yeah, that's, that's, I, like I that's still cool. reckon that game has some of the coolest powers to play and yes. i didn't even mind the characters whatever else. so and honestly i feel like this game is really going to bring in a lot of different things they've already done as a studio which is like old sucker um sly cooper had stealth i know it's a uh, not hardcore gamer game or whatever but that game was a stealth game right so that's i'll say sly cooper's stealth was pretty like for the time it was cool was was awesome and it was even you know many of us were still kids or teenagers when we were playing it it was relatively challenging and and something you had to really work on to get good at um so i think they're always been really good at revolutionizing or pushing the pushing the book on what exactly um they're doing with their systems yeah i um well i mean i got (laughs) i didn't find them easy when i was a kid (laughs) i'll tell you that much i would uh i would i would i would struggle for all of them um so yeah it's like i feel like that was all stealth, obviously, those games. Then they go do Infamous. Infamous is open world, you know, powers, uh, combination of powers, upgrade systems, you know, side quests, all that sort of stuff. And I feel like this game is going to kind of combine the both weirdly. Obviously not plot-wise or anything, because they're seemingly treating it like really super serious, more so than anything else they've probably done before, even though Infamous was uh, serious. But I, I'm, I'm hoping because the gameplay and the story should kind of pair well and um to a degree where it's like the story is about a guy who starts adapting and taking over taking skills and items that are not samurai things to 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 go on with his cause because he needs to adapt to be able to try to take down the 
his enemies, the, the Mongols, and I guess other people potentially. Um, so he's going to adapt. But then I guess as a player, you're also then going to have the options. You know, you get other things. You can choose to use potentially more just straight up action orientated abilities and items and what have you. Or you can p- probably just play the game super stealthy if you want. I feel like the options is going to be there and that's going to be cool. I can't wait to see the people that get really good at this game and play it on the hardest difficulty and all they do is march into every single enemy camp and just pretty much challenge everybody to just a one-on-one fight and just take everybody on with just the basic samurai skills would be really fun to watch. Um, And I'll always say, even across any of their series, Sucker Punch are really good at characters. Like, their characters are generally really solid and really... And yeah, you know, you could say... Infamous has some devices characters that people don't like and people have issues with. But overall, their characters are really grounded and really even, you know, calling Sly Cooper characters grounded was, yeah. But, it you know, they He's they grounded make for a raccoon. He's grounded for a raccoon. Even, you know, making decisions in what was seen as a child's game to disable one of your main characters. To, like, in the game, remove their ability to walk and actually have them play through the rest of the series in a wheelchair. Which is not a choice that is easily made through anything with that. And I'm just excited to... It was rather dark for a kid's orientation. It was extremely dark for a kid's (laughs) game. Um, But even then, like, just to have them make these characters now... By the way, spoilers for Sly Cooper. Did very much so. If you don't know freaking Bentley's in a wheelchair by now, then you are well, missing well, out. Maybe they're only starting the first game. They're like, what do you mean? The turtle's fine. I'm excited to see that Sucker Punch create characters in a more historically grounded, not historically grounded, but more realistic grounded kind of characters that um, aren't superheroes or talking animals that may or may not be in a wheelchair. Yes. Um... Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm very keen. I like this trailer. I like the the setup of it all. Uh, it's it's honestly it's also quite weird that it has like a scene that was similar to Sekiro at the start with the character being in a field and like they're seemingly the person who kind of raises them, which I guess is their uncle coming in to sort of save them. It seems like because Sekiro has the the person come in and save that character as well, and it starts in a field. Anyway, there's a, I know it's only a year ago and this game will come out, but people are just going to compare this to Sekiro no matter what. Like, it's going to happen. Even if it's nothing like it, people will be like, "Yeah." there's not many games. Like, until Ninja Gaiden comes out next year, people will be like, no, I'm not saying I've suddenly announced Ninja Gaiden, but you know what I mean? Like, there's not many ninja or samurai type fucking games around where people are going to be like, yeah, F- Feudal Japan. There's just not. Give us <laughs> that Tenchu reboot, everyone. Give us, give us Tenchu 4. Yeah. Um, well, also, minorly relating to the divisive topic that we had on Arcade Couches last week about, well, this week, about um, the release potentially being delayed or whatever. And that was a poll, and Ashley and Buddy and me got into a Twitter spat about. Um, this shows that there's confidence. PlayStation has confidence in what's going on right now, to the fact that they've announced this release date currently. That they clearly don't have any, you know, worries about distribution or anything like that. They've they've put it out there. They've stuck. They've given it a date. That means if they choose to push the physical copies back due to anything, they're gonna release the digital one on this day. No, no. We'll just wait till uh, Donald Trump bans all the imports. 
or, or more likely uh, members of the Senate who actually do and, all the stuff in America. And everybody joins the digital master race. Wow. I don't think this is happening, but that's fine. No, I don't right. think that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to the next thing. So another big thing, of course, that we mentioned was that The Last of Us got a HBO series announced. Um, what? We already knew that they, what they announced at Comic-Con in whatever... 2011, fucking something, I don't know. Um, that, 2011? I don't know, it was ages ago. Wasn't it like 2016? I'm fucking throwing a number out there, I don't know. Um, <laughs> they announced that, that Last of Us was originally going to get a movie, and I remember at this time, at this point, this is where everyone was like fan casting Macy Williams and all this sort of stuff, it was that long ago. Um, and that, of course, got stuck in limbo, much like every other video game adaption. And then they've now struck up a deal with HBO. Uh, HBO is now going to be producing a x amount of episode either series or mini series they didn't go into that sort of information it's going to be run uh run and written by chernobyl writer and creator craig mazin uh neil Druckmann, who wrote co-wrote the last of us and wrote last of us 2 is also going to be on board and writing with him in some capacity and also co-producing the show in parts of sony pictures television um I found the the quote I posted in our, in our news post about it because I f- thought it was cool was Mason spoke about Neil Druckmann. He said Neil Druckmann is without question the finest storyteller working in the video game medium, and The Last of Us is his magnum opus. Getting a chance to adapt this breathtaking work of art has been a dream of mine for years, and I'm so honoured to be doing uh, to do it in partnership with Neil. Uh, all HBO tweeted when they announced this thing. Well. It was a Hollywood Reporter exclusive, and then shortly after, HBO just tweeted out a thing saying, look for the light, and it was simply a Firefly emblem. Uh, the only thing we know about it is that they are, it will indeed be the story of Joel and Ellie. For, for, so for anyone who's like, oh, I hope they don't, you know, lots of people were trying to hope that they would be focusing on something else or new characters or something. No, they have confirmed this is Joel and Ellie's story. They've also said that they have the opportunity to potentially tie in some stuff from the sequel game to this, like if it makes sense, you know, like who knows what they could be doing. I'm hoping that they tie in the Left Behind DLC because I think that's super important and I hope they can flash back to that at some point. Um, but, but what do we think? Ash? Excited for a Last of Us HBO TV series. Yeah, I think the HBO TV series is the thing that gives me confidence that this could be potentially very good. Um, obviously, HBO has a good history track record. Um, uh, again, I think hopefully it is it, like we put out an article discussing what the casting choice that we have, and within that one, we discuss how we think we would like the show to play out a little bit. Um, Hopefully there is flashbacks. We get to expand on a few of the side characters um, to make it more TV, more TV-like. Um, not have characters show up episode six and seven. We're going to be important, um, and then have not have characters like in the first couple of episodes that just disappear. Or, well, I guess that's can't help that. But uh, yeah, I'm keen. I think it's important that they've got Neil Druckmann involved. That means he's going to be part of the creative process and is going to be a bit more hands-on. Obviously, uh, the uh, the counteract to, the, the, to that is Uncharted where nobody from Naughty Dog is in, sort of involved and that's kind of been in development hell. I'd like to chuck out now that I, I personally don't think that anyone who created anything needs to be involved with something for it to suddenly be good. Like, throughout history, you've never had every single person who wrote a book 
that was turned into a movie yeah, involved with true. the production and so on and so forth. It's not actually a thing. Just, you know. It's true, but it, it just instills confidence in people. It instills confidence, that, but it's... They're yeah, going to be faithful. It's and not a requirement. There'll be, there'll, be, there'll be people who will fight for the game, the, yeah. the story in the game, yeah. in the room. And yes, the, the, the other thing I'd like to say on the Neil Druckmann thing, I mean, I think his role in the writing side will be quite limited to like a story consulting type thing because he's only ever wrote video games. Right? They're going to hand him a co-writing credit straight up on a HBO major no. production? No. no. I think be, the, the Mason is going to be writing the screenplay. the story. Yeah. He'll be... Well, maybe. Did he write every single episode of Chernobyl? Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, Craig Mazin, uh, uh, um, again, he's made one good thing, one really, oh, really good thing, but... The fuck uh, is wrong with the original Hangover? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that, that that's a, for what it is, it's a good movie, but, you know, um, I think people just need to settle their expectations. I think it's interesting looking into the projects he's currently working on. Um, obviously, now Last of Us... He's currently writing the Borderlands movie. Um, he's also working on an untitled Pirates of the Caribbean project. Uh, and is apparently working on Cowboy Ninja Viking, which was a pro comic book that was going to be in the works a few years back. That's like got shut down at some point, I'm pretty sure. I so. mean, this is, the, this is the part. So for people who don't know, because I think this is the most important part. Everyone's going to focus on the Neil Druckmann thing, blah, blah, blah. Right, Craig, Craig Mazin. If anyone didn't watch Chernobyl, fuck is wrong with you, right? Chernobyl, Explosion Network's number one TV show. We gave it TV show of the year last year. Me and Nick are super fans because it's amazing. As far as I'm to concerned- To be fair, that was a mistake. There was what? another show that should have been Shut the fuck one. up. Um, <laughs> it, they should have tied. Um, they <laughs> they, they should have tied. tied. It's fine. <laughs> We're talking about Watchmen. Watchmen and- If we had waited one more week, Watchmen would have been number one. Watchmen and HBO no, are great. No, uh, if we'd waited one more week, Witcher would have been in there and been fine. No, Witcher is no, no. Witcher is not no, no, even yeah. on the, the class of the shows. Chernobyl, in my opinion, and I think I can also speak for, for Nick when I say this, some of the best writing in TV, full stop. This, it, all five scripts that Craig Mason wrote for that show are pretty much, and I said this, I don't know where the fuck I said this, I said this last week or whatever, Print that shit in a book. Was this on podcast? I said this to Ash, I think. Well, like, print these scripts in a book and pass them around as like an example of how the fuck you write amazing television. Those five episodes of Chernobyl are top of the top of class. And the best thing about Chernobyl is that he proves he can do multiple genres. The first episode is like this, uh, you know, like the when Chernobyl catches on fire, it's like you sort of like world, you know, when something happens, catches on fire. Like, what do you call that show genre? You know, like you next day tomorrow disaster you know, disaster like, it's like disaster. a disaster type thing you know and then it starts getting into horror of course as stuff happens thriller and then by the time you get down to the last episode it's a courtroom drama pretty much as as, as things wrap up and yet all of those are handled carefully now the thing ash is pointing at which is worth bringing up is that until chernobyl craig mason's credits were rocket man Senseless, Scary Movie 3, Scary Movie 4, Superhero Movie, Hangover Part 2, Identity Theft, Hangover Part 3, The Huntsman's Winter War. Not great. But I would also <laughs> like to bring up, you don't get to pick and you don't get to create you your dream projects. you got to work projects. on some stinkers. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to work yeah. on some stinkers and cut your chops on the stinkers before you get given the ability to do good stuff. Yeah. 
so Shinobu, I listened to the Shinobu podcast. It was a passion project for him. It's something he'd been wanting to do forever, and he finally got a chance to do it, and he kind of proved his worth on that one. So as far as I'm concerned, I'd give zero fucks about all the other horrible things he did before that, because <laughs> Shinobu just overrides all of that. And the only reason I'm excited for this show is because Craig Mason's on it. If they'd announced this with someone else who I had, who I was like, eh, I'd be like, whatever. I guess HBO is going to have money behind it. Like, it's going to have the money. But I, I wouldn't be excited for it. Craig Mason's involved. I'm legitimately excited solely because of that. The, the I could take Neil Druckmann or leave him, honestly. I would trust Craig Mason to do it. And as to the like kind of flashback and 40 type thing, Chernobyl was structured where it introduced char- like the, the main character of Chernobyl. Like if you was to pick one character who's kind of the lead, doesn't even show up until the end of the first episode of a five episode series. Up until that point, it's all focused on other characters who just pretty much all die <laughs> in, the, it, it, in the start of the first episode. But it, it works out, like, story structure-wise. So I wouldn't put it past him to potentially, and I would like this to happen in the last of the series, where, uh, uh, yes, it is focused on Joel and Ellie, and we spend a lot of time with them, but let's, let's, let's actually flash, not flash, but, like, let's switch over to Marlene. What's happening with the Fireflies, you know? Let's go back to Joel Nelly. What's happening here? You know, let's let's actually do that because uh, the game works from a player emotional perspective of always having you on this road movie journey with Joel and Ellie, and that's what it is. It's like you're with these two characters, you're playing their journey. This is the the emotional focus for the, for for this story. You can rewrite all of that when you're turning it into a TV show. You can make it. Yeah, they are super important, but also. Now, this other character is super important, and this other character is super important, and the focus is now on these Fireflies plus Joel and Ellie, and we're going to push them both up and treat them sort of equal. You're going to care about all of them, and then by the time you get to the end of it, not spoiling it because some people may have not played it yet, um, by the time you get to the end of it, then all of a sudden you're like, wow, this is even more fucked up now because these other characters we've been following are in this room. I'm trying to dodge around spoilers. You know, but if you've played the game, you know, I, I feel like you should know what I'm hinting at. Like, if you follow these characters up by the time you get to the end, and you're like, wow, I really care about Marlene, I really care about these other Firefly characters we've been spending time with, I really care about Joel and Ellie, and what the fuck, Joel? Like, stop what you're doing! You know what I mean? Do, do you feel like what, you get what I'm hinting at here? You see what I'm saying? But yeah. do you also, does that also ruin... Well, not ruin, but does that also remove some of the surprise element of that final... Ending up end sequence nah, I, I because I feel like you could not structure if you write it, it properly. Yeah, if you write it properly, you could structure it so that anyone watching this for the first time has no idea that though that our characters are going to. I mean, I guess we're source blowing, but it's like if you write it properly, you would have no idea those characters are even going to end up in a scene together in the last episode until they end up in a scene together. You know what I'm saying? And do honestly, could this be more than one season? Oh, for sure. Because I, mean, I don't there's, think there's nine a second game coming out, so yeah. I don't, but I don't <laughs> think nine episodes is enough to do the first game. I think you could. Do, I I, think I'm that's hoping plenty. first season could end potentially right before the break to winter. Yeah, I think that's the perfect. That would be a perfect. That's exactly the same as where I think that's a good cliffhanger. That especially I think that's if a you're introducing fireflies to follow and other characters and focus on Marlene potentially. And yeah, else. and then you open up the season two with winter where people are a bit, what the F is going on? What is, yeah, like, it, I think that's a good opening place for season two. I feel like you could do that, but at the same time, I think you could do the whole game in, one, in 10 episodes just fine. I just think for, yeah. I think 
doing it in 10 episodes though do you miss out on like i think you miss out on how good winter is if you rush winter why because i just don't uh, we, i don't like, have to rush it like if it's 10 episodes you've got so much time and i mean yeah. it's no a sec- lot of the time in the game is you avoiding creep uh combat which is going to be missing combat which is going to be removed very limited it's going to be in the yeah and traversal and that kind of stuff that mm-hmm. could, that's going to be like montages and stuff but even with it, if we're adding stuff to the season, if we're adding characters and stuff, I don't think you need to add characters. You just need to move people around. Just need to expand. You need to. You need to because here's the thing. That's what, that's the thing. The game has lots of shootouts of characters. You're going to delete ninety percent of those. You're going to have but a couple with- action scenes the entire show, and you're going to make sure those action scenes are fucking epic and they're massive and they're scary. And if you do them heaps of times, they're not going to be scary. You're like, scavengers are everywhere. This is weird. It works in a video game. It does not work in a TV show. So what you need to do is you need to extend time with Tess. You need to bring up uh, the family that they eventually run into. You need to have them spend more time with them on a road trip. You need to have other potentially introduce other characters that, for them to interact with. You can have uh, mini episodes happen where you spend time with this random family in one episode and they're going through some fucked up shit and it's horrible. You know, like you can you can have these moments that you couldn't in a game because they got to have you shooting random enemies because it's a video game and what you do in video games is you fucking shoot people because video games you know whereas it'd be a walking simulator so but they can make a tv show walking simulator because it's the og walking simulator (laughs) yeah you know just look at the road everyone go watch the road call mac mccarthy's the road or read the book um, or watch the movie, whatever, and then look at that as kind of a blueprint for an extended version of what The Last of Us will probably look like. Because that movie has like one or two uh, shootouts or like things that happen, and when they do, you're like, wow, our people are about to die, and it's scary because it, they're really intense. They don't happen yeah. in Austin, though. If The Road was a video game, you'd be shooting people all the time because <laughs> it's a video game, you know? Um, do you have any particular uh, fan casting here? Like, because me and Ash did an article, but I think the thing for me is I think you guys are yeah we're the ones that's we you we guys are, that's your thing where because yeah. I you know you guys gave You're me like the Hugh chance Jack to be involved with that you guys <laughs> yeah. gave me the chance to be involved with that and I don't think I could choose contemporary enough actors. Yeah. Well enough or confidently enough to build the cast like let, you guys have. Let me ask even this question just looking, then. Do you want known just, names or known non-names? I like, like, I like, I'd prefer no names because I think it would be easier for me to, well, not no names, but just people that haven't got that kind of. Character actors. Character act. Yeah, those, those, but like they don't so have their Hugh defining Jackman. role yet. Not definitely not Hugh Jackman. I don't want Wolverine playing freaking Joel. Margot Martindale as Joel. <laughs> like, so I just want like somebody who I can let them be Joel. I think that's probably for for me. That's one of the hardest things they're going to have to deal with is making their Joel and Ellie as close yeah, to me as Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson are for me because. There's a lot that I, you know, playing through those games and experiencing that, and then also watching stuff behind the scenes and watching those two talk about those characters mm-hmm. is is something really special for me as a video games fan. So for them to develop that again a second time is just is just going to be hard. My my only thing of this, and it, I know this is blasphemous because I'm pretty much disagreeing and co- uh, calling out fucking everyone in the world right now, 
But <laughs> I don't understand. I mean, I, I do understand, but I also don't understand why when stuff like this happens, all of a sudden, like, video game gamers get all, like, weird, like, oh, you're touching the holy grail fucking things. Like, uh, like I, I can't just, imagine. I don't like, want to see book, it. book readers are now at the point, you know what I mean? Like, they, like, n- they could not announce any book that has been adapted into a movie tomorrow where someone wouldn't just be like, that's my favorite book, but also I give zero fucks because everyone's used to books being adapted. And if someone's favorite book got adapted and it turned into a shit movie, the book reader would just be like, all right, cool. Like my book still exists. But for the some reason, video is, game fans are like, oh, you're going to ruin my fucking. <laughs> the difference <laughs> is in the world of movies, there are examples of great book adaptations and there's examples of really, really shit ones. Yeah. And, but I don't think we have enough of a spread in the video game world at the moment. Because no. at yeah. the minute, really mediocre ones, and then very like, bad ones. Yeah, there's just there's just this <laughs> just the, we have such negativity around our video games being turned or our or video games being turned into movies because video games have a you know these twelve to sixteen to potentially forty plus a hundred plus hour run times. It's like how the hell are they going to transfer that? into this and and give me the same feeling and even but if they do a really once again books once again you spend you cut- as long if not longer reading those things with those characters half the time i find and they the turn them into from- 90 minute movies <laughs> but the thing is i still watch i still watch the book adaptations and i still sit there going that's not my interpretation of that character no 100 i, like I read that. all of the harry potter books before that i was reading them before they were turned into movies right as a kid and I remember I was I was up to Goblet you of Fire. You and every other child. Yeah, yeah. I was I was yeah. I was a hundred percent of the age and, that was. And like, everybody in their late twenties, like Ashley. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, <laughs> I, you know, by the time the first movie came out, I was already on Goblet of Fire, or whatever it did. And even mm-hmm. as a kid watching the first movie, I was like, "This is great to see this thing." But also, none of these people <laughs> look how I how I look. And if I hated it, I guess it would have just been like disappointing. I would have moved on. But I, I just find it quite interesting how I, I, I do get it because it is because we haven't had any good video game movies. But I would also argue we kind of had enough mediocre ones to good ones. Like Detective Pikachu's fucking. That's amazing. To, like, as far but as I'm concerned, Detective that's the Pikachu's golden child at the moment. Different, though. <laughs> Detective Pikachu's different, though. Like, I think for me, <clears throat> The Witcher TV series, no matter, it's not the greatest TV show, whatever. It still gives me, even though it's not adaption from the, book, from the video game, it's based <laughs> on the books. <laughs> It still gives me hope because I'm like, you know what? They did the characters generally. They did the characters pretty well. They they did what they could with the material. Um, but but I, I think the thing with this that interests me is that everyone wants... I, I honestly don't understand what people want from Joel and Ellie from reading the Twitter reactions. Because for me personally, I would much rather um, whoever gets cast in these roles to make it look nothing like how they are in the game. Like, I want to be able to go, yes, that is Joel and Ellie, but also, like, looking side by side, you're like, their performances and nothing, uh, uh, completely different, but the then bare the bone point? thing that though the, the the way they interact, you can feel the chemistry, that's the only important part. But for some reason, I feel like everyone in Twitter but responses me, I saw, they're like, the oh, point they just wanted to be a live action. They like, want it to be identical. the same fucking thing. Yeah, I'm like, I don't Jesus. want it to be identical, but you still want more resonance of the characters themselves in the TV show. Like, if they're not going to make it like those characters, what's the point of making a Last of Us TV what, show? That's what I'm saying. Boil down what those characters are in those performances to you into one sort of thing. Because to me, it is the uh, the banter at the start and throughout the, sh- the, the TV show. You want to be able to see them grow over time. 
And then by the time you reach the end of it, you want to feel that sort of uh, fatherly connection. connection, love that Joel eventually has for Ellie, right? That is what I boil it down to. Now, whether or not Joel has a the same southerly drawl, he talks the same sort of way. If Jelly uh, Ellie has the same sort of exact sort of wisps or I not, don't I don't mean, care. Yeah, I understand know? that's okay. That's that's fine. Like for appearance and how they sound and stuff, I don't think if Joel didn't have a beard, matter. I would be like, I don't care. <laughs> that that doesn't matter. It's just it's just the writing that matters. If it's written like that's Joel, like yeah. if I can imagine. Troy Baker saying the same lines or putting in the same kind of situation. No, yeah. that's Inflation? what I'm saying. That's fine. I don't want that's to imagine Troy fine. Baker saying the lines. But why not? Because I want I want it to be its own thing. I don't want it to be trying to be something. Of, this is the thing I don't get. Let me boil it down. This it way. doesn't. You know like, how everyone argues. Everyone's argument for why video game movies shouldn't exist is that they they already exist. You know, everyone argues that Uncharted should be a a, a movie because the game's already. Uh, like a movie but then when they announce they're going to turn it into a thing everyone goes backwards and they're like well you better make it like the thing i'm like well you just said but that it's already a what's thing. the point of doing but the thing is right say if they came out with uncharted and nathan drake wasn't like nathan drake i'd be fucking pissed well, once again I'd be boil like, down what nathan drake is that charismatic shit talking like kind of rogue character like yeah. Like him, but it doesn't matter if he doesn't look. But if I was to read the script and I read the script, I and I go, "That's Nathan Drake." Fuck yeah, that's Nathan Drake. If you don't write it like it's Nathan Drake and you write it like it's a different character, but it's called Joel and it's still doing this chemistry shit, I'd still not be happy with it because I'm like, well, "What's the fucking I, point of calling them Joel?" I agree with everything you're saying, apart from the part where you're like, "If I can't imagine." Um, the original actor saying those lines. No, no, no. It's not weird. the original actor. It's the character. For me, Joel is I like as a, I've spent enough time with Joel in a game or in my experiences with Joel that I know the character of Joel. I know his archetype, I know his gruffness, how you know his evolution and stuff like that. If that is different, like if that is r- like largely different from what is we know is Joel, then what the fuck's the point of making the game the characters again? I guess it's like me. It's like me saying, right? You, I've given you a puppy, and this puppy, you've grown to fucking love this puppy. It's the best thing in the world. I take that puppy away. I give you a completely different puppy. Tell it's the same. It has the same name though. But it's not the same. That's you would not a good go, example. You would they, instantly they're not taking go, away the game. <laughs> you would no, no, no. But like, you would instantly. But okay, you'd also give him a second dog, same name, it's the same dog. <laughs> you would. You'd be like, no, it's not the same dog. It acts completely differently. <laughs> it's, I trained the first dog how to give me a fucking high five. Does this dog know how to give me a high five? Maybe. No, it fucking doesn't. To, to me, the the thing I always t- kind of draw back to though is like if you look at one of like. The, the biggest <laughs> stories in like history, for example, and you like pick any one of them. And I, I, I think about Romeo and Juliet because that's been turned into a million different yeah. plays, a million different movies, a million different adaptations. And you can even look at the one that Leonardo DiCaprio did exactly right. So look at the, the Leonardo DiCaprio Romeo and Juliet movie, and then think back to the original people watching the play. They're still the same the characters, day. though. But still would the those same people look at that fucking movie and go, "You've treated that story with respect." That's co- Completely no, different because that's historical. That's historical differences. But they're still the same. If you look deeply, Romeo is still the same part as Romeo. And Juliet is still the same part as Juliet. Oh, I agree. I have no problems with it. 
It's still the same part. <laughs> it's just they look different. I would say there's a I lot. I would of- say a better interpretation might be Little Women. The the most recent Little Women, where the interpretations were slightly different, but it's still the same characters. They're still the same characters, and it's, a it's quite, just told slightly different. It's quite an old story. Yeah, the the point I'm the point I'm getting at is for is because video <laughs> games is such a young medium that I, I do I do think that uh, as a collective, gamers just need to chill the fuck out because the only way we get good movies and good TV shows is if you just. Make them uh, for TV and make them for movies. <laughs> if you, you know, if you have zero trust and you, every time someone's announced, you're like, well, you better make sure the original creator's involved and all these, uh, all the things. Or you better make sure it's like the original role. You know, like if you, you start adding too many, um, but there's not tick boxes. No. Yeah. It's yeah, just sure. like, I don't know. It's like, uh, uh, yeah. What's the worst that happens is my point. That I'm disappointed with the thing. Yeah. And then we'll move on. <laughs> we would. Yep. I'm not saying it's not the end of the world, but it's just that if you're choosing to do The Last of Us, then like there's you could choose so many other games to do yeah, a movie. Craig Mason got, said he's a big fan. Exactly, he's a big fan, so treat it with that respect. Yeah, I would assume you it's would. Not, it's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, that's exactly fine, and that's perfectly good. Like it's just that's the thing where it's like, don't treat it like it's nothing. <laughs> I feel like people have varying levels of um, because I'm just gonna put it on record now. My, my level of I'm saying my level of Joel and Ellie needing to be like the game is, I in my head they just need to be boiled down to what makes those characters what. I don't give a fuck if they look the same. But the, the only key things about like their physical or whatever type thing that I care about is obviously Ellie needs to be young. Like she, they can make it eighteen. I honestly wouldn't give a fuck. I don't. I don't feel like. I honestly don't feel like fifteen to fourteen to eighteen. Fifteen to eighteen would make that much of a difference. Apart from like the whole, depending on what you want to do. Particularly, I know they they like it's the whole father figure type thing. But I still feel like you could do that with aging her up. If they if they if the actress they get is just simply can't pull off fourteen. And like oh she's sixteen. You know what I mean? Oh she's seventeen. You know what I mean? Like I'd be like okay fair enough. Like you there's no way you could have lied to us and said she's fourteen. She definitely doesn't look it. If Joel comes out and he's doesn't have a beard or he's a little bit shorter or he's a little bit too tall, the actor, I'm not going to spit it. Like, to, I don't want casting based on appearances. <laughs> no, definitely. No, no, no. And I, I completely agree with you on that point. I think the, find what you think works for your characters, but just don't stray too far from like the, the material you've got in terms of writing for the characters. Um, if everyone wants to read me and Ash's article, um, I'm just going to quickly read out our um, cast cast list each, and then you can go read the article over at explosionnetwork.com where we've each wrote up our sort of reasonings behind each person. Interestingly, even though we did them completely separate to one another, we can straight away say that both of us, for Ellie, had picked um, Elsie Fisher, um, Who's the reason I was very I pi- surprised? Yeah, the reason I picked her, which because Ash, I was like, I've got one the same, and Ash is like, Oh, this person, this person. I'm like, No, uh, but it turned out to be Ellie. Oh, the reason I picked her is because I recently watched um, eighth grade, and straight away when I was thinking of young girl to play Ellie, for whatever reason, came to that performance because she, I feel like her performance in that I could, I could see playing Ellie. Is it do, was eighth grade your thing, or are you thinking of a different thing? Yeah, there. Well, that's yeah. the only big thing she's kind of been in. Yeah, yeah. So that's so if everyone wants to see our Ellie, one. go watch eighth grade. But so the rest of my yeah, picks because were, there's that that there's that scene in the car 
Yes. That reminds me very much of the end with David. So. Yeah. So, uh, the rest of my cast is, I had Joel Edgerton as Joel. Uh, I had Joel Kin. I had two. This is funny. So many Joel's here. As Tommy, I had Joel Kinnaman. Uh, as Marlene, I had Regina King. Tess, I had Hannah Joel Kamen. Bill, I had Jeffrey Wright. David, I had Willem Fish- Fishter. Riley had Marcy Martin. Sarah had Julia Butters. Ash had for Joel Matthew Reese. For Tommy, he had Emil Hirsch. For Marlene, he had Renee Elsie Goldsberry. Tess, Tatiana Maslani. Ma- Ma- sorry. Masliani. I was fucking name up, sorry. For Bill, he had Rain Wilson. For David, he had Lee Pace. Oh. Uh, Riley, Am- Amanda Steinberg. And for Sarah, Olivia Allen Lind. That's the final cast. There. Can I say I love the Rain Wilson casting as Bill? I actually think it's yeah. fantastic. I would say overall the article is very good. You should go read it because I feel like me, me and Ash both picked decent casts that aren't your typical. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Perfect cast. That's what we did. <laughs> uh, they're not your typical picks. Perfect so. casts and realistic casts. Yeah. Not I like, think. oh, all these AAA fucking. Listen, I want Hugh Jackman to play Joel and then I want you to reincarnate Ashley Johnson as a young girl to say she play Ellie. Yeah, no. Mocap Ashley Johnson to play a CGI version of Ellie. That's what I want. Just let Troy Baker play Joel. <laughs> yeah, just CGI both of them. Um, Troy's the right age. He's fine. Yeah, just uh, just do a psycho uh, situation where you just shot for shot remake no! the game <laughs> in the, as the movie. I swear that's, that's what they want, right? I swear like half uh, the people on the internet fucking want that, though. Please, don't even yes. get me started. Two uh, final points on this. Yeah, okay, One, okay. they need to open the mo- the show exactly the same as the game. Hundred percent. They don't. If they don't, why are they bothering? So it's funny you say that because that is the I, emotional gut punch to start. No, off actually, with. as long as it's got the boiled down elements. No, correct, shut the fuck they, up. They can do whatever no, they like in, with in it. My, to be in honest. the article, I said that I, I thought <laughs> I think in the show they could potentially get away with having that, like just starting and then going back. Because why not? Anyway, what's the second point? No. Two, they have to pull off the clickers. I don't know how they're going to do it. Is it going to be CGI? Is it going to be practical? But they have to make that believ- a believable. I think they have to do practical thing within I think, the world. I think pra- I think you could pull it off quite practical. It'd be fine. That's what I'm thinking. But it's just it's man. horror. Like it's just someone's going to pick up a place. makeup Emmy. Uh, all right. So for in our dreams this week, it was Ashes pick. What game have you picked? I picked definitely a fashion show by RBD Jellyfish. What is uh, definitely a fashion show? <laughs> um, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. It well to start. It starts with like a fun skit. You know, yeah. you're a fashion model about to go on a runway, and someone explains to you that. The important thing isn't the clothes that you're wearing, it's the confidence you have and all the poses you strike. Yeah. Um, and then if pretty much you go out, you have 60 seconds to strike as many different poses as you can. Um, and you use the... All the buttons. Trigger buttons. All the, So many buttons. It's crazy. So all the trigger the trigger buttons all make your arms go up and down. Yeah. Um, so like R1 left, makes your right arm or whatever go up and then like the R2 up. would make it go down further. And then the left analog stick makes uh, your leg or your what, hips or your hip yeah and then no right. left is hips and right is legs legs yeah yes and then there's it's like a hole in the wall you've got certain yep. angles that you need to hit it at 
it is incredibly difficult, surprisingly. <laughs> it is, actually. <laughs> it's very difficult to get it all matched up properly. I think you get, uh, like, but what, it, a minute? A minute, a yeah. yeah. You've got to strike as many as you can. It, it is a lot of fun, like, trying to quickly... I need to put the other leg up. Which what's the buttons again? And the arms aren't right. And the, yeah, and even the skit before, it's not like graphically super impressive. It goes for it's quite a long time as well. <laughs> it does. He's got some wonky models. Yeah, but it, one in particular where an arm just suddenly <laughs> grows like twenty times its size. It's fine across the room. I think that was part of the joke. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> I had a good time. <laughs> Yeah, um, so when you sent this one, because it was your pick, you're like, oh, do this. And then when I got home, because you're like, oh, I sent it to you. Because if you don't know everyone, you can just send people dreams inside dreams and it'll show up in a notification in the game. What a system. Um, or you can go to in dreams. You can go to explosionnetwork.com slash dreams to find this dream and then add it to your play queue. Like Netflix. Our style. dreams. Our dreams, sorry. Explosionnetwork.com slash our dreams. First week I've had to say the, uh, the thing. Um, the link. The link, yeah. That you uh, didn't set up. That, what? No. That I went to set up and you'd fix for me. So that's how the behind, <laughs> behind the scenes how Explo- explosionnetwork.com works. Sometimes uh, someone forgets things and they just happen. <laughs> and in this case, I 100% forgot to do it. And then when I went to do it, I was like, oh, Ash did it for me. Yeah, that's right. So it's a team based system here. Yeah. Uh, it's fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's fine as long as it was done. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So you, uh, I, I, st- I go to click on the game and look, oh, I already played this back in. Um, Open beta, I played this actually, and the game hasn't changed. I played it again anyway. But yeah, it's it's quite addicting just because you have the fucking outline and you're like, this game should be, I think it's like a mental thing where you're like, this should be easier. Why can my brain not just comprehend pressing R1, left analog, fucking whatever of a right analog stick, and then you sit there and you can't get like the leg in the right position, and then the timer's going down, and then the music's like, and you're like, oh, I'm a fucking clown. Um, I, I rate it though. I think it's fun. It's it's a good one. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> Such a simple idea executed very well. Yeah, and you got the scoreboards. You know how many points Ooh. can you get in a minute? Go hard, yeah. beat your friends. <laughs> Watch that relate. But also beware, you can accidentally skip the cutscene because um, I skipped it Ooh, the second do time because I was like, I've already seen this, but. Be careful you don't skip the cutscene. Yeah. Uh, so explosionnetwork.com slash our dreams. They'll take you to the playlist where all these are on indreams.com. And then you can just uh, save that playlist, follow that playlist, and then you'll be able to find all of the games we talk about here on Platinum Explosion. Of course, just do that. And follow me and Ash. You know, you can follow people and you can see what we do. Send me games to play. Well, um, I just keep having, ever since we did the, <laughs> the big episode, talking about all the uh the the the, the nominees the people just keep sending me games yeah. so everyone just keeps sending me games because i never have to look for them anymore i've already just <laughs> every time i log in the dreams there's just games there so that's fine just keep sending me games it's, it's perfectly great thank you for joining us on platinum explosion this week uh it's been weird having three people on the show actually I felt like me and ash have done it two men for quite some time it was You've marathoned it. Yeah. It's at least been over a year, maybe. I don't want to say over a year. It's been a very long time. It's been almost there. It's been a very (laughs) long time. All I know is, however long we've been doing video version of this show, there's only ever been two people on it. Because I had to set up up three people right before we started. Even when when you said the episode number was 151, I went, holy fuck. It was just, that's a a lot. That is a lot. (laughs) It's a lot. It's a lot. Longest running surviving show. Explosion Network and one PlayStation and podcast the, in the Oceanias. 
Uh, yeah, the number one. Num- the numbers alone. Numbers. That's numbers all that alone matters. are astonishing. You have to fucking We're, kill me to overtake from <laughs> from day one. From day one, we've been the number one PlayStation podcast in yeah. the Oceania. It's, it it's just yeah. out the gate. Episode one. You know, the the old <laughs> lesson in lesson in life, everybody. If you just say something and commit to saying it, nobody can tell you you're wrong. Yeah. You're fine. It's true. Nobody can yeah, try and convince you otherwise. They'll even convince themselves that they're not right. They'll just be like, oh, they're the number ones. I mean, that's completely wrong because, you know, there is no digital master race. <laughs> also, I'm pretty sure this is going to be the longest episode of Platt in, like, a very long time. And then everyone will be like, can you go back to just two, two people? people where you, like, half the time only have... I think on average, this show's average runtime has probably dropped to, like, 45 minutes on average, honestly. That's fine. Hope you enjoy. Hope you enjoyed this long one. Anyway, this also this outro has been longer than usual because um, I make it really short now. So let's do it. You can follow us all on Twitter by heading to Twitter. No, explosionnetwork.com slash Twitter. Even they'll do it. It'll take you to Twitter. You can go to Twitter. I mean, and you just can go on search, Twitter. It'll take you to Twitter. If you go to Twitter, it takes you to a Twitter list that has all our names. <gasps> uh, you can suggest topics or send in questions for the show by emailing mail at explosionnetwork.com subject line platinum explosion send in dreams as i said before you can email those well if you want sure i don't know email me a dream might be fun uh until next week remember that every trophy counts hey don't forget you can subscribe to the show wherever you're currently listening and you can drop a review if you can Find more great shows like this and more content over at ExplosionNetwork.com and please consider supporting us for as little as a dollar over on our Ko-fi page by heading to ExplosionNetwork.com slash support. Thanks for listening.